everyone, and welcome to World Travel Escapes podcast, where we share our travel experiences on places we have visited worldwide. We're your hosts, Beth and Chris Doyle, and today we're talking about Boston. Both of us have been there before. We love Boston. It's one of our favorite places to go to. So Beth, let's start off by letting everybody know why it's such a great place, why we love this place so much. Well, we love Boston because it has so much to do there. Boston is one of the most historic cities in the United States, and there's history everywhere. Uh, The north end of Boston is filled with iconic historical sites, and one of the most famous spots is to visit the home of Paul Revere, and he's buried in uh, Boston's Granary Burying Ground. So that's kind of, that'll be on the trek that you'll be taking if you choose to go on the walking tours. But also, it's a home to the Boston Marathon, which happens every April. And I don't know if you knew this, Chris, but it is the oldest annual marathon in the world. No. It's going to be exciting. Um, Boston has over 60 museums. The fifth largest museum in the U.S. is the Museum of Fine Arts, and it is located here in Boston. But it has a tremendous amount of museums. So if you're a museum person and you really love and enjoy going to them, there's 60 of them. So you can't miss, you can't not find one that you really like to go to. They also have the Boston Symphony Orchestra, which I'm sure most people have heard about, and the Boston Ballet. And those two are quite active throughout the year. And if you can are in town when they're performing, it's something you really want to go see. And also one of the most important things about Boston to remember is it's almost Maine Lobster. The Boston Maine Lobster, Clam Chowder, Lobster Rolls. So I think it's going to be a fun trek there. Which is probably the reason we love it so much is because we love lobster and seafood. So, so excited to go visit this place with you today. So I know that um, there's some places that we have to go to even every time we go back there we need to go back to these places and go do these things um so why don't you why don't we give us our our best must-sees that we can't miss when we're there well the first place i'd like to start out with is fenway park and it is one of the oldest baseball arenas in the united states and it's also the home of the boston red sox since 1912. the next best thing to do there at the fenway park is you also get to tour if you're if they're not playing and they're and you're in town you can go and sign up for a tour go in the morning they'll give you a time slot and then you come back and they'll take you a tour around the entire fenway park and it is quite interesting because they take you to a lot of different areas and the others another thing is the towering green monster oh the green monster and you know before we went there I didn't know what the Green Monster was, so um, even though I, I do watch some baseball, I just wasn't, I've heard of this, but didn't know what it was, so I actually looked it up, and it basically said, because of the shape of the lot Fenway Park was built on in 1912, the distance of the left field fence is a relatively short, 315 feet, so to compensate, they put in the Green Monster so that it would be put in the way of any ball trying to get out of the park. So any of those probably right-hand hitters, the balls are going to head right that way. Now, we did sit, when we went on the tour there, we did sit in the Green Monster, and there anything special about the seats. But I assume that, that any baseball, huge baseball fan, that's one of the places that they'd want to sit is in the Green Monster. In fact, I know it's quite popular, too. Yeah, I think it's hard to get tickets for that section. But yeah. there's probably a really good chance you might get a, a, a ball. <laughs> The other unique thing about Fenway Park and the Boston Red Sox games is during the game in the eighth inning, 
there's a big sing-along to the famous Neil Diamond song of Sweet Caroline. And the whole stadium sings that. So that's kind of a fun thing to say, but you got to stay to the eighth inning. you got to stay past the eighth inning to, to hear that. So that's kind of a fun thing to see. And also, if you're looking for places to go eat prior to going to the ballpark or after, the neighborhood that surrounds it is so full of restaurants and bars. You can just kind of spend probably a, a good night, afternoon, or evening out there checking the checking the ballpark out eating having some good drinks i think that's an area that most people really would enjoy yeah and i just wanted to add one more thing to um fenway park that i uh distinctly remember when we went on the tour there and that was something called the red seat and apparently the red seat was created or put there because apparently one of the um boston red sox named ted williams he hit the longest home run ever seen at fenway so now seat 21 in row 37 of section 42 there's a red seat there so when you go there it'll stick out like a sore thumb and you can sit in that red seat if you get able to get a ticket for it but i thought that was a a standout in the stadium that they you know made a special point to let us know what it was that's true that i remember that that was interesting yeah that would be a That'd be a fun thing to do. So the next thing is that I I've done is walk the Freedom Trail. It's a if you'd like to walk and um, see history around town, it's a great way to see 16 historical sites, and it is placed they're all around the city. It's also, and I think I remember there being like a red line, like you could follow the red line around the city. Yeah, and that wasn't that the Freedom Trail. Yes, the line is the Freedom Trail. So if you're walking around town and you see a weird red line going around the town, that's what it is. That's what it's for. Like what can they what can we see on that Freedom Trail? Oh, uh, you can see the Boston Tea Party, the USS Constitution, the Old State House, and the Paul Revere's House. Those are just a few of the places that you can see. And it's probably a two or three hour guided tour. Or is it self-guided? Or do you have to take it's, like a well, tour guide? Probably two or three hours if it's self-guided. If you take a guided tour, that will probably be a lot longer, probably a good three to four hours, because he stops, the guide will stop and talk about each area and why why it's unique. So I think that would be one of the first things to also do, because it just shows you where the history is and why it's there. The other thing that um, is a, something you could do is to go to the top of the Prudential Tower to the Skywalk Observatory. And there you'll be able to see a 360-degree view of the entire city. And so that's kind of an interesting you know, thing to go do and see, pick out where different places are. You can either view it with an audio tour or just enjoy the views. So the audio tour will tell you, look in this area, and this is what that is. So that I think is interesting. So that would be something fun to do. The last thing that I want to hit on that I think is a very fun thing to do is to ride the famous duck boat. Oh, yes. For those of you who have not, don't know what they are, they're half automobile and half boat machines. And they are replicated from the World War II that operated on both land and seas. They depart from either the New England Aquarium the Prudential Center, or the Museum of Science. You have three locations you can go to to get on them. And it's an 80-minute tour that takes you over 30 crucial sites around the city and explains the background and significance of each place. Part of the tour is on land and part of it is on the water. But I think overall, I think it's a great, fun experience for everybody. And it's really fun to just be on the boats. And they give you these duck horns that you can blow into and they duck calls. (laughs) So those are kind of fun to do. Oh, yes, that was, and I do remember getting on that duck boat, and it's very narrow, so, like, the seats are close together, and it's really narrow when you get on it, but it was super fun, 
And I enjoyed doing it. I, you, knowing that you could also go out in the water and kind of float along the water was a nice little break from a normal tour where you drive around the roads and everything like that. Yeah, I agree. That was a, a unique way to see see the town. So I want to um, just remind you of one thing that you and I did when we were there that was super fun. It was something as simple as, I know we wanted to do the Freedom Trail, but we went, we had got there later in the afternoon. So I think instead of doing the Freedom Trail per se, we did a pub crawl of the uh, – the oldest bars and taverns down there in Boston. It was right oh, by the, remember we were staying by the waterfront at the Marriott there. So I remember walking across the street and they have like these old built back way back in the day, old uh, bars and pubs and stuff. Oh, so yeah. remember that? And it was super fun because we just went and basically, you know, had a, had a drink in each one and it was just, I don't know. Just that that first night we were there just kind of made the first night that we were there. And then uh, I think we ended up going over to the square there. There was, you were that place that, that hall finale hall. We ended up over there when we were done with that. But I just remember that they had, they were like pubs that were around back in the day, you know, like fell in hand bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or those ones, Union Oyster House. I think we went in there and had some oysters and they were just, you knew they were old. You knew they had history. So to just be able to stop off and have, you know, an appetizer or drink at each one of them. And then I think we ended up eating at that, um, oh, or maybe it was Quincy Market, whatever. We ended up eating there, but it was just super fun. And it's just, uh, they were all close together. They were literally like a block within each other. So you could just step out the door, walk, you know, 10 steps, go to the next one, walk out the door, walk 10 steps, go to the next one. So just an idea that was uh, kind of a fun way to get to see some history and have some drinks, you know. Yeah, that was super fun. I enjoyed doing that. Right. So uh, speaking of uh, us staying at the Marriott at the Harbor, where are some great places to stay while, um, when people go to visit? Well, the Marriott at Long Wharf Harbor, that one is actually on the Boston Long Wharf. And there's many other hotels there, but we stayed at the Marriott. And the Marriott was actually right next door to the New England Aquarium and Quincy Market. Yeah. Um, so I do was, remember it being a very good location. Like the location was perfect for us wanting to do the historic walk around, you know, to Little Italy and all that stuff. So, yeah. And, yeah, and as you can also pick up the duck tours there. And most a lot of the tours actually go out of there, different types of tours as well. So I really, we really did enjoy that. And also another neighborhood is the Back Bay. And that one is located in the center of Boston. And it's only steps away from the Boston Public Library, the Boston Garden. Boston Marathon finish line is at Copley Square, and that is where Copley Square is. The hotels that are there are the Fairmont Copley Plaza, the Boston Marriott Copley Plaza, and the Western Copley Plaza. And both of the Marriott and the Western do have a shopping mall attached to it. So that's kind of a, a unique place to stay, too. And one Another, thing I wanted to throw in, one thing I wanted to throw in here is at the Fairmont, um, I believe they have hotel dogs. So if anybody is a dog lover, this is the place to stay because the hotel, um, somebody at the hotel owns a dog, it's the Fairmont dogs, and the dog is there almost every day, uh, all day. So, you know, there's nothing like getting up in the morning, coming down for breakfast and getting greeted by the dog. So, and when we were there one time, there was two dogs. So it was kind of, 
Beth and I were working at the time. So it was kind of like the highlight of our work was like getting up and going and seeing the dogs or, you know, before you, you know, go to dinner, go see the dogs before the dog leaves with whoever is taking care of the dog. I think when we were there, the one dog was training the other dog because they were going to take over. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good, and it's always going to be labs. I have not ever seen it where it wasn't at labs. So this one, actually, they were black labs. And I think they even have a suite. I remember checking a suite in that hotel, and it was all geared towards the dog. Like, it was all around the whole room was, like, lab statues. And um, there were sayings that she had wrote, like, that supposedly came from the dog and stuff like that. So they have a whole suite that's geared right towards uh, the dogs, too. I think the current dog's name is Corey, and she's a two-year-old lab, black lab. So it's always fun to go there and do that. And I do know, I don't know if they'll do it now in the pandemic, but I do know that they used to allow people to walk the dogs. So that ah. was something you could ask the front desk. Usually somebody at the hotel watches over the dogs, takes them home at night, and they're, they're kind of their dog. So, um, but it, it wouldn't hurt to ask. There's a big, there's a little dog beds there and their little dog house, but it wouldn't hurt to ask to see if, you know, you might be able to walk them. That would be fun. And then another area is the south end of Boston. And now this neighborhood is filled with the city's best restaurants and nightlife. And it's got tons of chic shops and a beautiful architecture. So that's like a different area. That's more of the romantic area. Well, there certainly is a lot of great places to stay in Boston. Um, Now let's get to the important part. Let's talk about where the great places are to eat in Boston. Yes, there's a ton of places to eat in Boston. One of the best places that we've been to that we really enjoyed going to is Danielle Hall Marketplace and then the Quincy Market. And they're indoor mar- they're indoor marketplaces and they got different restaurants along both sides of, of the buildings. Those are really fun because you get to try and taste different foods or just get a meal. They do have meals at each one too. They and have really good clam chowder, if I remember, and really good lobster rolls down there, different vendors. So a little bit of everything, I think, for everybody. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's a really, it's almost like a first, hit that on the first day so you can see what there is to have. And, the, and, and I the, think, I do think I remember we went to um, the second Cheers bar, the replica, but this one actually looked like the, the Cheers bar, you know, and it had like the place where Norm was, like it actually looked like Cheers. And uh, I think it's closed. I think I just saw a couple weeks ago that they closed it, unfortunately. Oh, that's yeah, oh, that was good. Yeah, that was fun, but yeah. Okay, so the the next place that we really liked was Union Oyster House, and that's located near the Freedom Trail, near Faneuil Hall, and it's America's oldest restaurant. It features fresh shucked oysters, Maine lobster rolls, New England clam chowder, but it also has other things on the menus if you don't like seafood, like it has burgers and chicken and lots of other seafood options as well. But it was kind of unique because when we went in there, you could sit at a, a the raw oyster bar at the front door, and the, you sit side by side there, and you just the guy shucks them right in front of you. So it's, it's it's kind of a fun, unique experience that we enjoyed. Oh yes, I agree. That was super fun to go there. So another another place that's really good, but might be a little hard to get into, is the Neptune Oyster. It's a very small place with limited seating. Probably seats around 40 people, wouldn't you say, Chris? Oh Maybe? yeah, that. There's about there's usually a line out the door, uh, but it's really 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 good. It's really excellent. They have great seafood there. They have they have lobster there. They also have the lobster rolls there. And was that the place that we went to that we had to squeeze in between people? Yes. Like we had. Oh yeah, that place was great. There was just it was just packed the whole entire time. Yes, it was, packed. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> 
The next thing that you don't that you don't want to kind of miss is Legal Seafoods, and they have locations throughout Boston, and they are the top places for lobster and New England clam chowder. And there's so like I said, there's different locations. So if you don't see what you know, if there's one night in your area, there will be one somewhere you can go go to, and it is really good food there. We really enjoyed that there. Yeah, although it is a chain, I think, but it's still really good. And I even think Copley Mall, like the Copley Place, the mall, I think they even have one in the mall there, which is kind of in the middle of everything. So, yeah, it, it is worth checking out. But the, I think the um, original is down by the water, isn't it? Yeah, it's down by the wharf. Yep. And one of the last places that I wanted to touch on, because I think it's kind of important, is the Omni Parker House Hotel. That hotel is a very, very old hotel. It's been around for quite a while. But they also, they are the home of the original Boston cream pie. And they also have, we went and visit, we went to visit, we of course had to have a piece of it, but we went to the bar portion of the hotel and they offered us to try the Boston cream pie martini. And let me tell you, that tasted just like a Boston cream pie in a glass. Yeah, best thing ever. It was better than like a Boston cream pie. It was the best martini I've ever had. I agree 100%. And now it is actually on their menu. So it must have went over well with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, so can I, I just want to add in an area that you didn't mention that I remember really, really loving and really look forward to going back there the next time I go. And that's a little Italy portion. So they have this little Italy area in, in downtown Boston. It's kind of down close to where the wharf is. And it's basically just little, or I should say like family owned uh, Italian restaurants, just one right after the other. Most of them only accept cash. They're all excellent. Uh, we went in a couple. We just randomly tried a couple of them, and they were they're awesome. They were so good. You can tell it's homemade. They love to give you limoncello. If they love serving you, if they love having you, the limoncello keeps coming. And that's just kind of like this whole – isn't it true, though? It's like this – homey feeling. You walk in there and you feel like you're part of their family and they treat you like that just because they're small and you know, they appreciate. You, yeah, they appreciate you being there. And I thought that was one of the best places, one areas that we ate at was down there. There's some other, there's some pizza places mixed in down there, but you know, I don't even know if you could go wrong with any of them because any of the ones we went to, they were all so good. So Chris, so, can you tell me what a limoncello is? A limoncello? Yeah. It's a it's a lemon flavored liqueur that they give you. Usually, I think you're supposed to sip it, but we shoot it like we shoot it right down. <laughs> so that's quite uh, popular there at those Italian restaurants. That's why I kind of wanted to, if you if people didn't know what it what it was, I wanted you to kind of just yeah, it's, tell it's, them what a it was. it's a dessert, right? You, you yeah. have with dessert. It comes after dinner. When you're done with dinner, you're like, let's have a limoncello. And so they bring you the limoncellos and you kind of shoot it down. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely worth trying. If you've never had one, limoncello, try it. It's great. And they have them all over Italy, too. That's like the thing to do. And, and you know, I wasn't sure if you were going to mention this or not, but um, can we just touch really briefly on the ghost tours of in Boston? Because... Uh, Beth and I have been there quite a few times, and I, I do believe there are some ghost tours that are offered. Um, however, we, you can make up your own ghost tour. And um, just from going on some of the tours, there were some little places that we wanted to hit up. Like Beth mentioned that we went to the Omni Parker House Hotel. It is home to the Boston Cream Pie, but it is one of the oldest hotels there. And so, of course, it has a haunting. And then if you go right next door to that, there is a bar there. And when we were going on the tours, they said constantly, you know, you can come sit in this bar and have a Sam Adams while you're looking out the window at Sam Adams' grave. 
So his grave oh, is yeah. literally like right, right outside the bar. I remember that. So yeah. we did. We had to go in there and have a Sam Adams while we were looking at Sam Adams because we just kept hearing it on the tours. And there's a huge park that's in the middle of Boston. There's, you know, ghost sightings there. So there, it's such a historical place. There's really ghost sightings everywhere. So you could kind of make up your own and go check out where you wanted to check out. But just want to throw that in there that, you know, not to forget that we do have some uh, – ghost hunting opportunities in Boston. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, so let's wrap it up. Beth. Let's um, give us your final comments and suggestions or anything for Boston. I think Boston is definitely a, a great place to go visit. There's so much to do. There's so much to see. And I think in the food there is, is excellent. So I think it's just a great place to go for maybe a long weekend. So I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. We think Boston is some place that we'll be going back to many, many more times. Just again, again, just to just to get that feel up there. Yeah, and I look forward to, to visiting Boston again and again and again. I can't wait to go back again. So you know what, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our experiences that we had in Boston and that you'll have some of the same. So have a great day. Thank you again for joining us. Please subscribe and support our podcast and feel free to leave a review. Also, let us know if there's a specific destination you would like us to talk about. You can find us on our websites at relaxandenjoyvacations.com and meetingplanningforyou.com. We'll see you next week where we will continue to share our world travel escapes.